Your show's rubbish. I'll count you in. Thanks. <laughs> 20, 19, no. Okay, got okay, so you ready? Okay, go on. Okay, three, two, one, go. Hello, and welcome to the D-Trout Spinners uh, podcast with uh, Miles and Gary. Hello, Hi. Gary, how you doing? Hi, I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah, well, you got a haircut, big news. I had a haircut, yes. It yeah. felt like making love to... Uh, a hairdresser. I was going to say a beautiful lady, but I've never experienced that. So, no. um, yeah, it was uh, it was incredibly pre- pleasurable. Yeah, because it's, it's just that with the weight of your... The, the hair is gone. Now yeah, I felt lighter. Little head. Huh? Little crest head. Little crest. round head with, like, sort of spiky hair like Gary Rhodes. Gary Rhodes. Gary Rhodes. Oh, no, rest, uh, rest in peace, Gary Rhodes. But um, yeah. yeah, no, my hair is not. It's much shorter than Gary Rhodes. But yeah, it's much, back to its length that it usually is. Yeah. It's like the length it was before was longer than it's ever been. But yours is still longer than I've ever seen you. But you've got your haircut Saturday, haven't you? I can't. I'm just deeply excited about it. It's just that thing of having a bit of self care. You know, everyone needs a bit of self care in these times yeah we were briefly talking about haircuts before and we were saying like how awkward it can be to speak to because a lot of hairdressers they speak to you and the one i've got now i've had like i have the same guy every time and it's all right like he's all right we just chat a bit but before that when you just go into new hairdressers or random people and you just sit you sit there i don't know if anyone's like me you sit there desperately hoping they don't speak to you so i don't think there's any other time where i'm less in the mood to talk to enough <laughs> than when i'm getting a haircut so um but luckily with johan johan name name plug little french fella but you put you tip him as well don't you a, sli- a sly one quid i'm like steve yeah. Well, I, I usually tip him two quid, but the price had gone up two quid, so I only tipped Ooh. him. It went up from thirteen pounds to fifteen pounds. So oh, he's got to make his money back. You'll notice that my voice is a bit um husky today. It sounds a bit um Barry White esque. Yeah. Well, it doesn't in any way, but I mean, it, it sounds deeper than it normally is. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna power on through this podcast because the walrus of hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really are you unwell then no no oh. i just i went to well i went to a pub yesterday oh did you yeah i went to the first pub without me a... you cheating on me <laughs> with other people <laughs> i just couldn't i'm re- i was just fascinated just to see just to sample what it was going to be like what was and like it the little, it was interesting like um <laughs> it's like it's like talking about a new thing but something oh, that you've done. Yeah. and um it was it was nice but it, there were like there are like rules there was one pub we went to, we would like, you, you had to put down your name and everything. And then you were directed to a table. Then there was table service. And you realise British people aren't really made for table service. We're not used to it. But well, particularly in pubs, like they're not. Well, yeah, but restaurants is different. Like with, with bars in, in most European countries, it's, you know, table service, isn't it? And there's no problems. But with this one, it's like it was just really awkward because no one really knew what they were doing. But so I sat down with a drink and I was sitting outside, luckily, I had some. 
<laughs> that's why my voice hurts. <laughs> that's why my voice hurts. And um, no, it it was it was unusual. One of them I had to wait, I had to pay, and then wait to then collect my drinks and then go and sit down. I think it's I think it's better to sit outside, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. for us, for us, for us, it always is. Um, now I'm looking forward now to go into more pubs, but you know at the same time I'm like it's quite nice just to have a glass of wine at home. Yeah, I, I quite like drinking at home. Like I don't drink at home every day or anything, but it's the the bad thing about drinking at a pub is like getting home and the stress. Like when we meet and it's in London, I've got literally a three hour journey from door to door. Yeah. And I'm quite, you know, I've had a few drinks less and I'm kind of it's a horrible journey. Whereas even, even in Brighton, you know, you've got to walk home and get your key in and sort of get used to being at home, take your stuff off. Whereas at home, you're already at home. You're already yeah. like in your relaxed um, space. But yeah, we're planning on um, doing the show live. Obviously, we've been doing it via Skype for a long time. But when we don't we don't live that near to each other. I live in Brighton. Mars lives in London. If you're not from England, that's about. 100 miles apart maybe 90 miles so mars is going to come down we're going to do it yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this um apparently quite shit. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah we've had some 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 people didn't like it but you know well what can you do there are people who don't like the show be honest but they said they said we talked too much at the start yeah and um but maybe we should do you want to like continue no that's no we don't have to be a they also said another comment said we talk over each other too much. That's that's definitely true. Another yeah. said we go into things too much, like we go into things in too much detail, which, again, probably like that's kind of true. But I quite like doing that. Then there were just some nasty comments. But then, but, we, but I just will say this and then we'll get on with the show. We do get nice comments as well. It's not just I don't want to give the listeners some, the impression we only get horrible. Well, some of them are nice, like this one. We will be doing XFM in the community. This is a uh, little taster I, of XFM. This is just a little taster. This is Daisy Harvey, who got in touch last week. She's she's listened to a lot of shows. She listened to about, I think it was like 13 or 14 over two days. Mm. So she wow. she I said, you know, you're a devotee. And she said... Why don't you call it a D-Trout-E? Yeah, that's that's quite good. D-Trout-E. D-Trout-E. We've got a couple, I guess. Yeah. I, I was going to say we are, but I'm not really that into I'm it. not a fan. I wouldn't no. listen to this show. But let's say so. So coming up, we've got, as Miles just trailed their ex-film in the community, we've got your feedback. Actually, this week we're going to focus on quite a lengthy feedback we got, but probably won't have time to get to lots of comments, but we'll get back to going through lots of comments next week. Coming up, we've also got our favourite quotes, which I know a lot of people like. That's, that's, uh, that's some some people's favourite. And we've also got, which we're going to start now, is a general sort of discussion about the particular show that we're reviewing. Miles, what is that show? You're going to give a little prelude. You love doing right. it. I love listening. Here's, uh, here's, a decla- here's a declarative, all right? This week, we discussed episode 23, 25th January 2003. I really am just literally reading that out. The now famous or infamous, as the case may be, Monkey News makes its debut. Ricky performs the jingle for the first time in the feature, originally called Chimpanzee That. Uh, As always, we'll put uh, a link in the description of the original show. So once you have listened to that, you can then come back and debrief well, with us. Do it the other way around. You could get all our comments and feedback and then listen to the show. Like you, I feel so, it's tainted. Then you've got you've got your views and opinions yeah, already no, before. Be, yeah. well, hopefully, our views are um, you know at least at least valid views amongst lots of 
valid views that there are out there. So it's just you're just getting two people's views on it and then listening to it. It's just a different way of doing it. You know, you can do it either yeah. way. So yeah. let's not get bogged down in that. That that guy will be tired back again. How do you cream egg, Gary? Uh, what what are your initial thoughts on this particular episode, Gary Forrestal? I don't really have any. No, no, <laughs> no. Um, I think it's um, it's kind of it feels to me like a more a bit of a playful a more playful episode than last week. Um, there isn't the nasty antagonism of last week. It's a very good show, very interesting. Steve is the butt of. And I think this is partly why Carl isn't being antagonised so much. Steve is the butt of a couple of different um, sections of the show. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good interaction between all three of them. As you say, Monkey News, the official Monkey News, although the genesis of it came two shows ago. It's actually Ricky's idea as well, isn't it? Ricky's idea to do, yeah, because Carl says, why don't you do a story about a monkey? But, you know, once Carl has done a story about a monkey, you know, most people are going to say, Carl, could you get some more stories about monkeys, please? Because that was quite entertaining. Like, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good show. And I like, you know, there's an anecdote about Carl's past, which which is never bad. Any anecdote about Carl's, about the one about Carl's dad? Oh, the catalogue. Actually, just on that. Like, yeah, he's, he said he, he fell out of a company because they, they went back on a deal they were going to give him. He said, don't send him, him the catalogue. They sent him a catalogue and he said, We're going to, I'm going to charge you 26 pence a day to store it. Well, I've worked out, Miles. <laughs> today, Carl's dad <laughs> is now owed £1,660.10p. <laughs> so little would so yeah. Carl's dad that much money. And, and people say I don't do prep. Yeah, I worked it out from I worked it out from the show was, I think, say, 20th of January. So I worked yeah. it out a week before that, because that's when it's kind of seemed to start. So a week before that to today, it's one thousand six hundred and sixty pounds. Oh, he's a thousand there. He's a he's got a lots of money. There. Yeah, he can buy another passport. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's yeah, my in my general impression is it's a good show. It's a nice one to listen to. Um, and it's it feels more playful, more kind of less there's less intenseness that was there last week and, and is, is there some weeks. So, yeah. What about you? What do you think? Uh, this is why you get into the XFM shows. This is kind of demonstrating the best of all three of them. Like this, this, you know, the makeup that I really look for in an XFM episode is Ricky's sort of slurs and just messing around and trying to disrupt and be as disruptive as possible obviously i like a bit of antagonism between steve and carl that always just puts a smile on my face like mm. and just great stories you know you've, you were mentioned one of them about that then another one about um twiggies being turned in from a, a nightclub to being turned into a warehouse for toilet rolls and yeah. also carl talking about his brother like um so uh, I'm going to have a load of women around. If you stay upstairs, you can sit inside with your tractor. Like Those three are what I look for in and, in a show. And also, yeah, Jim just saying, I like the line where he says, you know, loads of women are coming knocking at the door saying, I've got a kid and it's your marks. I can totally believe that. But also, it, when I hear stories like that, it, um, Ricky comments on one once about Christmas and he says, I can't even imagine how horrible that must be. <laughs> Going to Carl with his brother. I know he was young and he didn't appreciate it, but can't imagine how horrible it must have been for Carl, who's kind of not like that. He's not into that stuff. And he was young anyway. He was too young for it anyway. 
just being around it's like being in a brothel it's christmas day there's raunchy parties and things there's brothers yeah. there when he said so people scabbing food as well oh just yeah like... and he, when his um he he was carl's on his tractor and carl's brother was his ass was disappearing you got right. it. Yeah. That's a pathetic setup for that. Yeah, I ordered a. Um, it's t- crap. I ordered it's very a. Cheap. Uh, a, a it's very wood. cheap. Well, I, I actually got two of them for some reason. They sent me two. I only wanted one. But um, I ordered a wood whistle for the show where because I was going to do along to um, the Smiths. There's a light like, that never goes out. You can't. You can't. It's so bad. But, um, <laughs> it's like it was it, made it brought, from like yeah. Australia, like you know, Rolf Harris's old uh, wind. <laughs> yeah. yeah it did uh good that's a good reference yeah i don't i i always feel a bit uneasy referencing because i was going to reference another thing like that which is that uh it's interesting it kind of dates it that ricky did a jimmy savile impression on this show yeah that's it's not like a favorite but it's just kind of but he did interview um he did interview jimmy savile meet ricky gervais yeah a lot well. of people said but anyway let's get off of that yeah. <laughs> let's get off um so yeah that was myself we could do what Andrew Phillips suggested, and this could be like the boring thing. Boring, you know? But the thing is, only I've got one, so you, you're at a disadvantage. Well, luckily, everything that I say is entertaining, including this. Just I like um. Chilled out entertainer he is. <laughs> I I do have something office related later, but I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. Ooh. Um, I like uh Carl's dad saying he hates coming to London. He bought like a scone and a cup of tea for three people, and it was fourteen quid. Mm. And and then Carl says we had an argument about that. Yeah. <laughs> Just he would like, now, have an argument. Now it would be about twenty five quid. Yeah, like, I know. Then that's kind of cheap. And Carl's Carl's dad sounds an interesting person. All right, Ricky says I'd love to have in- interviewed your parents, and they both say you'd like to have done a documentary of of Carl being at home, but and obviously it was never done. Carl's dad does sound a really interesting person. He sounds one of those people that's really bitter bitter and miserable but he's quite has a really good sense of humor like he's quite dry with it and witty and that's probably where carl gets it from but i think that i would love to interview like we said about suzanne suzanne wouldn't want to so we wouldn't intrude but carl's dad and i love any anecdote that carl tells about his dad it just he sounds a really cool person even though he steals from phone boxes which from little welsh from the little welsh fellas yeah and and also he's they must have a good relationship because carl often you know he hasn't got a mattress for the bed, so he calls his dad, says, I know a mate who's got one in the back of a van. <laughs> and then just at other times where he's just asking for general DIY tips, you know, clearly they do share a lot of similarities. Yeah. Now that he is approaching like, middle age, you know, he's like nearly 50, he will be turning into his dad. And it's funny, you know, in other episodes they go, Carl was talking about, you know, go getting older and, and maybe becoming 60 and then Carl sort of does a nod, and then Ricky suggests, says, that nod suggests to me you you can't wait to be that old. Yeah, no, I know. I feel the same in some ways. But, <laughs> yeah, it's um, isn't it strange to feel... I don't know how old Carl's dad is. I imagine he's, you know, maybe in his 70s or 80s. But Carl now, because you kind of touched on it, but Carl now is almost, or maybe is, the age his dad was. When yeah, he that's true. Go. That's, it's so weird to think about. And it's, another th- thing I like is like near the beginning of the show when Ricky says, 
talk and it shows Carl in such a good light where Ricky says um, the, the little conundrums he put to Carl and he'd said you know oh he got the ridiculous like oh he got wedged in he got well he got wedged in because of his dick but and then what, what Ricky says Carl's response was which it obviously was he they don't do it on air but Rick, Ricky's retelling this and Carl says you know I'd and Ricky says what would you do and Carl says I would um I'd I'd use the situation. I'd make some cash. I said, you're not going anywhere. Do you want a pudding? That kind of, that quick thing is, like a lot of stand-ups wouldn't even think of that, something that funny that quickly. It's just, it's it's not, he's not doing it on air, but it's just, a, it's a really funny response to come up with so quickly. And again, it's one of the things that shows Carl's not just funny for being stupid. He is funny in itself. He's a really like talented Yeah quick guy because that's a funny thing to come up with if you Definitely. think we've heard that story a million times so it doesn't register but you know i'll make i'll make i'll make some money you know you're not going anywhere do you want a pudding that's such a funny thing to say to that sense anyway that's just so that's yeah. when he goes on doesn't he because he says um that there were two men who got stuck in each in each other yeah, a... and it, was it the same person from before if so why was he there okay, twice? Yeah, that's, that's funny as well funny as well <laughs> i like it when um Ricky, <laughs> I like it when Ricky um brings Steve into the room. Well, he says, "Do you remember? Do you remember when um I brought Steve into the room?" I said, "What do you think of that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just love that Durant. He doesn't say, "What do you think of Steve Merchant?" He says, "What do you think of that?" Ah, yeah, like a piece of meat or a piece of like a car or something. <laughs> I know, but there's also the fact that why would you even bring that up? Like normally you'd go. Hi, Carl. This is Steve Merchant. Uh, Carl, this is Steve, uh, etc. If you'd like to shake hands and stuff. You wouldn't yeah. even say that. Like, But the fact is, he goes, he knows how <laughs> be Rick, disturbed. Yeah, Ricky, if you think about it, it's just in a very, in very, very good ways and some not so good, but mainly good. He's a very strange person. Like so few people are like Ricky. Like the things he comes up with with Carl, like... Oh, a man took Viagra in a restaurant. He got wedged in because of his dick. What would you do? Another man got two gay men got stuck in each other. What would you do? Another episode, he's saying, you know, he went back to his girlfriend and she asked what, you know, what were you talking about with Ricky? And he couldn't think of nothing to sort of say. And if, yeah. I think the thing they were talking about was if you had to sleep with a squid to get to get have a baby, would you do it? But Ricky, not not many people are like that. And, and Ricky is kind of, He's weird, but he's very antagonistic yeah. in a in a playful way. I think this episode is playful. Anytime he mentions Steve in any way, he's saying he's basically saying to Carl, Carl, take the piss out of Steve now, please. Right now, I'm giving you an I'm passing you the ball. There is an open goal there. Um, and to be fair to Steve, he took it all those years, and you know, but. Oh, that's why I said it. Well, I, like, on that occasion, he did actually set it up because, you know, they're talking about the 50 most eligible bachelors, you know, in England. And he and he's in there. Yeah. You know, Steve but, Merchant yeah. is in there. And I was looking at, you know, there are some women, uh, ugly, fat women. Well, don't put the Welsh in twice who do who do have infatuations with um with Steve Merchant. There's there's one message yeah. involved here. And um the comments on there, I have to read out a few because people have you know they really fancy steve merchant and i but you know yeah you get a lot a lot of people get that like um another one who's got that is um a, a, now someone who you wouldn't think just before you read out someone who you wouldn't think is larry david oh. jennifer lawrence has said i've got a real crush on larry david not like a crush i had on someone else which wasn't sexual this one is sexual <laughs> she literally said that so lots of women love larry david now if he wasn't famous, I don't think he'd have those devoted 
or, or detrouted de um, followers. But yeah, what have these women said? Because I want, I'm jealous of this. This will make me jealous because I want women to write this about me. Uh, so but th- these are from a while back. So uh, this is from someone they said, um, why would you not believe I have a crush on him? He's beautiful for one and in a genuine way, not in that manufactured sort of Orlando Bloom way. And he's in the most blunt terms, a comedy genius, or at least he is a major part of a TV show that was pure genius. Personally, of all the celebrity crushes I've had, I've had to say I'm actually quite proud of this one. He's deserving of a following of people throwing themselves at him. That's what I was going to because I was going to I was prepared to say like, oh, they're taking the piss. But that one clearly isn't taking the piss. Like no, I, was, I thought he was going to say, oh, Steve, he's so lovely. I love his lips. I want to kiss him. Like that. Those comments were probably taking the piss. But that one. Yeah, was there's like, there's ones like that here, too. <laughs> give, us just, one, oh, give us one more and then we'll move on. Oh, I have a bizarre infatuation with this freakishly tall boy. Why? Can't tell you. I don't want to have a crush, that is. Though I suppose I could see why if I were to analyse it further. But no, strange strange eyes. I must purge through embarrassing, embarrassment. It's the only way I'll learn. Look at me at... And then she gives an, a website. But yeah, loads of people talking about how they she find... Says, she says, look at me. Like, so she's basically using this forum to advertise her own probably pornographic website i that's disgusting it's disgraceful and after the show send me the website but anyway <laughs> we'll, we'll move on so yes yeah, oh, sorry this is a better one i think it's the enthusiasm and potentially a thinly veiled self-deprecating street that attracts me to the mr merchant i dreamt i bought a ticket into a dreamscape where the fool was making time with my friends ah sorry i shouldn't have access to the internet yeah, well, that's, I mean, he's done well for himself, like, and he's got quite a, anyway, we're not, we won't get too bogged down in how people look, but he's got a, he's got a or, very nice girlfriend. Yeah, he does. So, you know, good on him as well. Yeah, no, I seriously think good on him, and it's that thing of, like, people will sleep with anything as long as they're famous and, and, and funny as well, like, but um, no, I, I, I am pleased for Steve, because the, he took so much flack about, from Carl, about being single and not having a girlfriend, and you've obviously, you're obviously, um, what are you happier with the fact you don't get any cards you have to you don't have to send a card or the fact that you you don't have a girlfriend and he's like during that period he didn't have girlfriends he probably didn't have a girlfriend till he was like i don't know his late 20s at all so now he's doing well he's <laughs> that's cool. sad, isn't it? I, I, by, the way, by the way i'm quite self-deprecating if anyone wants to write in well i was going to get on to that there's a, that's there's the a gary forrestal forum there's a there's yeah. one person in it that's true yeah <laughs> we, we won't we won't be talking about him or her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So coming up, I uh, will we'll talk about our favourite quotes in the show, and then we've got extra in the community, and apparently we'll be choosing, which I've just remembered, our one a song to put in our vault as well. Yeah. I was um. I was in the news agents earlier and I was just buying some some bottles right bottles of liquid bottles right? with... carbonated uh, adventurous liquid was was the were apples involved they were involved in the production, production of these okay. of this liquid and um the guy he's quite a chirpy bloke like I've said before in previous episodes I know him quite well like so I don't I'm become like a recurring character a recurring character the crazy news agents bloke yeah. hello yeah. <laughs> but he's he's in there quite a lot and he obviously needs to come up with little games and little interactions to make his day go quicker. And he was sort of using the bottles as a kind of 
and he was like moving them around as if it was you know one of those what's underneath the cup kind of game and then he's like throwing up the the bag of Haribo that I bought and the I, the re- I really thought you were going to say bag of heroin and he's like being sort of playful with my groceries I mean you can't really call them groceries and he was like throwing up the bread and like whacking them in my bag passing them on and then he gets the card read out and he sort of flips it a bit was he, is you, he a juggler? Has he got three legs? Yes, has he got three legs? And I felt obliged to laugh at the the sort of the interactions he was like because I just think I can't just like not say anything. Like, That's all, I, isn't it? You it is, I need to sort of laugh or acknowledge that what he's doing is quite playful and funny, but it's not that funny that I'm going to like full on let out a huge laugh. And yeah. so I was like, oh, I just please, please can you just bag the items? Please can you just bag the items so I can just get yeah. out of here as quickly it's like as I can? It's like you're trapped at that. For that I... moment, you are trapped because he's got your items. You pay for them, but he, you don't have them. And there was five items. And I was like, oh, please, can I just pay with my card and just fuck off? Like another thing, right, that is big news today is it is the 19th birthday or advent of The Office being on telly and uh yeah and so 19 years ago today wow. the, the birth of the best uk sitcom maybe or maybe even global sitcom i mean i i we've talked about this before i i would i know this might sound like i'm a real fanboy and things i'm not i'm critical where i'm of gervais where i'm critical but i would say the office is the best piece of art i have ever seen so if you include paintings tv theater films or <laughs> any any form of art i think the office is the best i think it's the <laughs> it makes me laugh though you just go what kind of art have you seen recently gary yeah the office the <laughs> office series <laughs> episode six no but it's just it's got a lovely through line it's got lovely arcs of stories that happen over two series that you really buy into it. it's the most sweet loving but also incredibly funny series i i've ever seen i i I say i always said you can you can kind of judge a person by whether they like the office or not if if i meet someone said oh i didn't really get on with it okay i've made a mental note then to kind of back away from that person over the next while like to kind of mentally back away from them and not not really interact with them because it's just it's so good Anyway, that was my thoughts. And, and that's amazing that it's 90 years. Now, we'll come back to um, the D-Trout Spinners proper show, which we're um, doing, which is uh, Ricky Gervais show episode 22, I believe. We had a general discussion about the show. I think, I think this is, I, I'll sort of sum it up, but I think we both like this one quite a lot. This is one of our favourites. And actually, it's got one of our favourite little segments, which is the Only Fools and Horses little little car, oh, which no, we both, which we're, we're going to get to on favourite quotes. But now, this is favourite quotes. We'll get, we will get a jingle. Hopefully, that'll stave off the negative criticism. We're, should we do five each? Okay, that's, well, I've got, I've got a bit more than five. I'll be Have honest you, with you, but six. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll spin through them, all right? We can't just bin everything in one week. No, this no. Is, uh, well, is... we can, according to the critics of ours. Paul <laughs> like, said that as well, you know. Didn't someone say, it's lockdown, hopefully they'll get bored and stop? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, anyway, let's move on. We have got nice comments, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what's your first one? That was it. We can't oh, just bin everything in one week. Oh, sorry, I thought you were saying that to me, like, because I said... Oh, no, sorry, I was... reacted wrong to it. Okay, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I was, um, I really thought you were just saying that to me that time. Oh. Mind you, dinosaurs have gone. Oh, that's one of my favourites. Yeah. Again, a great quote from Carl. Just stay sat down. Yeah, I, I had that. <laughs> I knew, I'm, I'm, I'm so annoyed when you do one of mine. 
or I might have just got used to it, which is <laughs> relates. <laughs> we'll come up with some stuff then, and I like that one because <laughs> yeah, that's right. Carl was so defeated at that time. He's like, they don't work. Some of the rock buses don't work. We'll come up with some stuff then for Christ. Yeah, I, I I agree. I like I like that quote as well because it's so it's so real. Carl's not hiding back. He's not, you know, a lot, a lot of producers on radio shows would would sort of say, would not not allow their emotions to be sort of expressed on air like that. But Carl kind of just does it. He's just so frustrated and he, he doesn't hold back from sort of letting us know that, which, I, so I like that quote as well. Oh, okay, so this is, this is one of my favourites. It's not like, it's not a laugh out loud one, but I absolutely love it. And Miles knows how much I like this because I always use this on I him. Know, <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let me say it. But can I just have to know exactly what you're yeah, gonna I know, say? I know, you know, because Carl's just, talking you know but he's he's kind of rambling a bit and it's so insulting he just says are you talking to me <laughs> you know like of course he's talking to you but i don't know what it's just so it's, it's was I? so busy listening to a song i was playing yeah but he's so just, i don't know it's so dismissive of like you're talking to me and actually that's one of the ones i use more than any other in real life and it, people don't realise, it's not to get a laugh, because it's not a funny line, but I do like saying to people, and to Mars who knows about it, but other people who don't know about it, just say, are you talking to me? Like, I say that to my mum quite a lot. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> That's what Carl said about, he's there talking about monkey knees, wrapping up monkey knees, he goes, another one next week, I don't think so. I don't think so, yeah, I love <laughs> We're that. We're just looking to bin everything. I know. Again, it's his just it's his it's his trueness. It's his kind of it's his realness, and he doesn't hold back from expressing his emotion. This is uh, this is part of a series of uh, a little segment of the show that I've got a few quotes from, but I just do too. Don't call me a plonky, you fucking And then I'll just do because you might have it. This is one everyone loves. We could have even called the podcast this. I think we probably yeah. will. No, I mean the podcast overall. I know. All oh, right, okay. Um, no, that that is fantastic. Like that that whole that whole bit after Rockbusters uh, during the clues and the only fools and horses thing. It is, it is Rockbusters because it's yeah, just... it's like, but just like, Ricky's so quick, isn't it? <laughs> he, he just takes. That simple bit, you know, Rodney, you plonker, and then takes it to the nth degree. That, that's, again, Take that's, the piss, sorry, taking the piss out of catchphrases uh, yeah, and, you yeah. know, that sort of sitcom humour, which relies on those, like, um, on catchphrases, sorry. Yeah, and yeah. he just and he just literally goes with it, runs with it, literally pushes all the syllables and the words and the letters together. I know, he does that. <laughs> but that's the thing, the thing I like about that. He, I've kind of said it before about other things that Ricky has said is he'll take something... Like, and he'll start with something really close to it. So, like, with Dickie Anders' uh, nicknames, it's Dickie Anders. It's uh, uh, even the Dick, the big Dick, the Dick Meister General, you know. But then he, he comes up with, then it, he takes it, diddler, you little diddler. That's nothing to do with Richard Anderson. Yeah. But he just takes it. So that's over a few shows. But this one, he starts with Rodney Plonka, which is an actual quote from the Don't show. Don't call me a plonker, you plonker. Then he starts, like, okay, if anyone's seen Only Fools and Horses, which I just forgot the name of, but Mars edited mm. out smoothly, <laughs> then 
Rodney Blanc is a very common phrase. If you're from overseas, I'm only explaining this because people overseas won't know at all. That's that's like a real, real well-known sort of thing that one of the characters says. But then he goes to, don't call me a Blanc, you fucking wanker. And then like, Uncle Alf shit himself again. Like, <laughs> th- those things would never have been said on the show at all. And then and then he just goes from even insulting it to just making noises. Just going, you know, It fits so perfectly because Carl's just, Carl's sort of, demeanor sort of goes down like he's, he's getting pissed off just as ricky goes yeah bill sh-. he goes i can't do it oh go on just come oh. on um uh, this one's great do you know it about monkey news oh yeah they tell this story about the monkey with the tattoos yeah have you heard they it and they go coach go what do you know it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no have you heard it before yeah like, no one's heard that shit yeah before. yeah and again this is the first monkey news so it's kind of significant but yeah, you're right. It's the first time they called it monkey news stroke chimpanzee that. And it, it's it's not the best monkey news, but it's it's all right. But yeah. it's kind of if I happen to come across this episode, I think to myself, oh, good. The next kind of 20 episodes have all got monkey news because I always forget what point monkey news is introduced. So now each episode from now on has a monkey news. Maybe we'll do a little feature. with. Well, I, I always get excited when when they're, they're talking about the Rockbusters prizes and then they go, um, oh, not the one with the little car, because I know what's coming up there. Yeah. I know yeah. that yeah. I know that this is the episode it's with the Yabilsh, like it's it's foretelling, you know, the episode. Yeah. It's I love tr- I love that. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's like a trigger. It's like a trigger when you get you know trigger. That's a character. Trigger, trigger was a character. Trigger, trigger is actually mm-hmm. is a character in the show. But, trigger, um, you fucking But um, it's a good trigger. Like it's a happy trigger. Like oh yeah, that's like it's associated. It's like mouse. It's like a mouse pushing a um an electronic button because he gets a bit of cheese each time. It's like oh yeah, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get the cheese this episode. Yeah. Have you got any um, more favourite quotes, mate? I'm going to blitz through these, but yeah, I do. That's that's rigging nanny. <laughs> I've got that's, that's, that's rainy smell boys. That's the rainy smell boys. And then I've got um this this probably is my top quote, and I really like this one because again you you mentioned last week you know at least we'll have one from Steve every week, and you know I didn't deliberately put this in, but it's um I better take that helmet back. Oh uh, yeah. That, that's yeah. a great one. That's a great one from Steve. Yeah. Again, it's a kind of a self-deprecating one, and Steve's great at that. Steve is very good at self-deprecating. And my God, my God, he had to be. Like, I'm sure he's sensitive in some ways, certain ways. And actually, it just genuinely annoys. There's times when Ricky genuinely annoys, him, and you can hear him like say, and Ricky's even laughing even more that he's genuinely upset or annoyed Steve. But to be fair, Steve, he comes back every week. He takes the piss out of himself. He kind of he's dealt with it in the right way as to not just be sensitive about it but to take the piss out of himself even more which is often a way of a clever way of dealing with people taking the piss out of you and i, I always of- think with steve with steve like with radio with live radio there is that pressure to be funny to be engaging to come up with stuff all the time and i I'm think struggling today <laughs> <laughs> i can tell there's a, there's a few there's a few times mars will edit them out where i was just saying something i'm gonna admit this where i was just saying something and then i just stopped and I was like, I can't think of what I'm saying. I, I'm like, cut this bit out, mate. Cut this it's bit hard, out. Though, but then I, re- no, but I usually, I'm, you know, usually I re- yeah. And when we, we both of us want to do live radio, so obviously I wouldn't be able to say, Miles, could you just edit that out, please? We get the <laughs> program controller going. You fuck get out yeah but that's that's the thing like steve you know i feel like steve does have to sort of try and keep up with that i feel like he does sometimes feel pressure to come up with stuff to be funny to maintain you know to be as funny or you know more funny than ricky and ricky and carl yeah he kind of does but 
I never get the impression that that's kind of something that he's... If you're in with Ricky Gervais, and who's very funny in a certain way, Carl's very funny in a certain way, I always find Steve's attitude quite relaxed amongst... In, in the sense of, like, that he's never really trying to kind of compete. Like, there's, there's sections of the show that last minutes long where it's just Ricky and Carl talking and Steve would just be sat there he I never get the impression he's kind of desperately wanting to be funny one thing he does desperately want actually this is the last thing we discussed in the episode because I meant to say this before but he does want to appear as clever as Ricky like when Ricky talks about stuff that's being clever I I then I get the impression that Steve is like really desperate to appear as clever as Ricky, mm. but he's never like that bothered with the funny stuff. Do you have an example to back that up? Well, yeah. So no, this is an example of where I think a few shows ago, a listener actually used this, what happened in this show as an example of where Steve didn't know something that Ricky was saying. And Ricky was kind of mocking Carl for not knowing, but he kind of deflected it away. And when Carl, Ricky's talking about if, if you build more buildings will the world yeah. fall, which is ridiculous, but um, he says, what fundamental error has he made there, Steve? And Steve, I think, doesn't know, because it's not an obvious thing. Like, it, you know, it's not obvious that a tree comes from stuff that's already in the ground and in the air. Like, it, it seems strange that you have a seed, you put it in the ground, it becomes a tree. It seems yeah. like more stuff. Like, it's not a very simple, obviously to a, to a physicist, it's simple, but Steve kind of doesn't know. I think Steve doesn't know. He's like, I can't begin to explain it. So I I've, and I remember a listener using that as an example, so I wanted to point that out. I can't remember who it was, but I couldn't begin to explain it. No, I don't think Steve can explain it, actually. So there's... Uh, he. He desperately, he would never admit to not knowing that, but he would admit to kind of not getting a joke or not getting yeah. a blockbuster or something like that. Was, was Atlantis real? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just genuinely didn't know that. I've seen it in like films and it's like, myth, it's almost mythological. I guess that's why I sort of wonder if it's real. So it is, it is real, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I think so because I think it was a city that um, uh, was on a low sort of floodplain and basically kind of got... Um, no, I'm just reading here. It's fictional. <laughs> I just looked it up. <laughs> I just keep keep all that in. But no, I think it's uh, apparently it's fictional. But there are places that have been flooded and are under. Like I, I think I, what I was thinking of was Pompeii. I was kind of conflating the two in my head. Well, Pompeii, Pompeii was like what? Pompeii is, a volcano. Yeah, I know. It's a totally different thing. But it was something that was destroyed. Like Atlantis was yeah. supposedly destroyed. So. Yeah, um, Atlantis is a fictional island mentioned in the, an allegory on the hubris of nations in Plato's works Timaeus and Critias, where it represents the antagonistic naval power that besieges ancient Athens, the pseudo-historic embodiment of Plato's ideal state in the Republic. And we'll be talking more about that next week in detail. So now it's time for XFM in the community. This is where we invite listener feedback and uh questions and problems uh if you have just taken viagra and you are stuck in a in a restaurant chair get you know, in touch with me have a pudding, <laughs> have a pudding. <laughs> i'll just start this one straight off gary these are rock busters from ellen wright ellen wright who got in touch with us a big fan of the show see if you can get a couple of these uh gary forrestal make sure when brushing barbie's hair to split it down the middle dp it's a good one it's a very good one Make sure when brushing Barbie's hair to split it down the middle. Um, DP. Uh, Come on. DP. Popular uh, country 
music star? Uh, Dolly Parton. Well done. Hang on, so hang on. Okay, so it's a Dolly, like Dolly. Dolly Parton. Dolly. Yeah, is it? I mean, Ellen, I'll give you a seven and a half for that one. And and bear in mind, Ellen, some of mine have got five and a half at least. So yeah. yeah. Don't, don't worry um, about. This one's good. This is from a, a band from the early noughties. Just have to say that a little bit. Uh, someone's about to make a speech at, at the wedding. TT. Excluding the definitive article. So it's TTT. Yeah. There's Can't. not the take that. Uh, no, because there was never the take that. Think yeah. about it. What the, do you do? What do you do just before a speech? Oh, lie, drink. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But what do you do before? Toast. You... Oh, to- to- uh, toast. Kind toast. of like toast, but not really. Well, that's what you do before a speech. Yeah, but before you do the toast, what do you do to get everyone's attention? Um, strip naked and run around the hall. That's not my wedding. No. That's not my wedding. Yeah, we're not talking about your mother's wedding. <laughs> I'm dreading. Um, t- t- ting, ting the glass. Ting? Ting. Say that again. Ting the glass. Say the word ting again. Ting. Ting tings. The ting oh, tings. Ting tings. I don't even know them as a bad. I vaguely have heard of them, but um, yeah, good, good one. <laughs> Could you show oh, a bit more details on Ellen Wright? Thank you, Ellen. Uh, that, thank that, you. Is, for is, is, have you got any more of Ellen's? I do have one more, but you're not going to get it. Put it out there because she's. Snoopy's mate has suddenly disappeared. CP. Charlie. I had to look up this artist because I had no idea. Oh well, who is it? Charlie. Charlie Puff. Puff. Charlie Puff. Mark, we talked about <laughs> Charlie P U T H. Check oh. him out. Some good tunes okay. from him. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, thanks, Ellen. Really, really appreciate you getting in touch with your rockbusters, and they were good. They're very good. So this one is from Jack Skelton. Jack says, just wanted to say how much I'm loving your podcast. After listening through the whole catalogue of XFM shows countless times over the years, your podcast is a joy to listen to, and it's great to have a whole load of new XFM-related stuff to listen to. I know it's been mentioned before that the XFM shows have often helped people get through mental health issues or have been a comfort during dark times in their life, but I wanted to say how I found your show to be an extension of that. It's been a rocky few weeks for me, personally, so just wanted you to know that your podcast has helped through when i've had a rough day so thank you thank you so much jack that's that's that's, really great to hear that's really really sweet and i'm so sorry you're going for a difficult time it's certainly something i can appreciate mars can appreciate with but yeah i I really hope things improve for you and it's it's so nice to know that this show and obviously the xfm show is has helped you through and as an extension of it this show's helped you through. i really really appreciate your feedback jack and um yeah, thanks very much. And, and despite love, the flaws love. of this week's show, do continue to listen. Uh, yeah, why, can't, why, can't, why can't everyone be like Jack? <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, so he goes on to say, just a few things I wanted to get your thoughts on. These are these are good thoughts. I know a lot of people say they skip the Claire episodes, but I would argue that they actually produce a lot of the show's best moments. I always thought that without Carl there for Ricky to produce, Ricky and Steve really come into their own. They riff off each other so well, and you can really see how these two manage to create something as genius as The Office. I sort of wish there was more 
Carl absent episodes just so that we could get more of the Gervais Merchant Gold. That's a really good point. And I think, you know, we we kind of discussed that when we're doing the Claire episodes. And I think you see you you hear them in a purer form. Like it's it's them. They're not there to antagonize Carl. You kind of take the protagonist out of the story. You see the other characters kind of interact in a different way. And they're, they're definitely good episodes. I, I would happily have more Claire episodes. Just the only thing I wouldn't one is that all of them were with Claire and maybe Carl sat in for three episodes because then it wouldn't be the classic show it is today. But I certainly like coming across a Claire episode. We've got one coming up in, well, actually, it's a few episodes because they do it in, it's their March and we're still in January. But it's a great episode. And yeah, it kind of, it gives you a little break from like, even though we love it, we love the Carl, we love Carl baiting and we love Carl's reactions to things and Ricky, Ricky and Carl and Steve as a threesome but oh. yeah jack's jack's right i think that we we kind of don't hear them in their kind of purest form which we do when claire's there you hear them in a different way and particularly steve actually really is like trying to impress claire's particularly yeah. the early <laughs> ones he's, he's definitely um horny <laughs> he is but um I would, uh, and I would just say, say at this point, we are still we are still hoping to interview Claire, and probably after when lockdowns ease, we'll, we'll hopefully get Claire on the show. And and meet Andrew for a pint, which I'm particularly yes. excited about. That would be lovely. Um, I, I'll also add to that. I think it's just interesting to know about their sort of work working relationship, what they were like when they were just coming up with stuff for the office. I mean, we've said it before, you know, I would love to be a fly on the wall just to to watch them you know, write an episode of The Office, just what kind of things were said, what kind of things did and didn't make it. I mean, we know the things that did make it, obviously, but as yeah. we celebrate the 19th anniversary of The Office, yeah, it would be great to know what the writer's room for that would be like. Oh, yeah, we've often said, we'd. I mean, more than anywhere else, I think I'd love to have been a fly on the wall during the writing process. Not even, like, to, to hear them talk about like make up funny scenes between each other but just to see how they sit what positions they sit do they sit opposite each other like how they i know one time ricky takes his shirt off because he, <laughs> he talks about that but like how relaxed they kind of because when i write i kind of walk around like a lot just as i can imagine ricky doing that and getting bored and walking around just that i'd love to know their process not to copy it but to they want to be like ricky and see no not to copy it but just to just to see it and appreciate it because yeah. they so jack then says his second point is don't know if someone has already asked this but who is your favorite slash least favorite xfm guest character a few have come to mind are the posh blokes on the scavenger hunt those happened in uh, series one and the doctor that tells uh, carl about the finger up the ass the cockroach lady etc can't wait to hear your thoughts on the smelly eyebrows woman who calls in during xf family fortunes yeah. no, it's not nothing like the uh, Les Dennis of things. Although she's become a, almost a mythical villain of the show, and it makes me cringe whenever I hear it. I always thought she gets a bit of a bad rap. Maybe she was just nervous to be on air to start with and didn't know what she was getting her in, herself into when she called into a shoddy tin pot radio station of a Sunday afternoon. Again, love the show and keep it up. We definitely will keep it up. Uh, well, yeah, I, I just just to kind of address Jack's point, um, the, the smelly eyebrows lady. Yeah, I had never. I mean, I don't sort of go along the forums and things. So I don't know what I've Gary, been. people fucking hate it i did i didn't know that she was like a became a villain but that's interesting to me because i always thought like i've always thought of her i've never thought of her as terrible you know awful i don't hate it but i've always thought my god you got a chance that me and so many people would have loved to have had to be a guest on air 
to be a contestant on air and to, to, to interact with them. And you said the weirdest thing that didn't work. It wasn't it was so weird. It wasn't related to it. There was no through line. It would it, you couldn't link it back to something. It wasn't like like Harry Hill weirdness. It was just weird. weird. It's the weirdest thing you could possibly have said. And you ruined your chance. So, yeah, I did. Yeah. Also, the the idea of a smelly eyebrow mm. really creeps me out. There's something intrinsically weird about sme- the word smelly and a, a, a facial feature that is in no way smelly. Yeah, like it's the li- probably out of me, it's the least smelly thing on my body. <laughs> and I smell bad. I, I do have a favourite person who did yeah, email I'm just thinking um, who mine is. My, mine probably definitely is... Um, probably it's, definitely. It's a, Probably definitely. definitely. That's uh, that's Oasis's yeah, uh, yeah. next series of uh, albums. Um, would series. would a series of. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, keep all that. Keep all that. Is um, yeah, if Carl could actually give it a lick. Give it a luck. Yeah, she's good. She's very good. I think obviously my favourite kind of cat person. He's not a guest on the show ever, but he's probably we've interviewed him. He, I'm not biased, but Dickie Anders kind of contributed the most to the show. He's probably my favourite. I also love the guy from Do We Need Him last week. Was it last week or the week before? Yeah. It, it, where mm-hmm. I think it's the week before. And it, yeah, he he got so I don't like he was I don't like him, but he was so angry that it made for great radio. I loved it. I loved it. So he's he's one of my favourites. Probably my least favourite, maybe woman who has ghosts. Oh yeah, so and I know you're not a fan of her. I just want to say thanks so much, Jack. I really appreciate your kind comments, but also your interesting comments. Those were both two good, very good points. Please do carry on interacting with the show. As I say I hope things get better for you, and uh, it's it's lovely that this is providing at least one person with some some comfort. Oh, that's not true. Loads of people love the show. Loads of people love the show. Name them. Well, what now? Would you be now or what? Like whenever. Yeah, so thanks, Jack. Any more? Any more comments? No, that's it. Oh, okay. <sighs> oh, I, I would just like to say we do do Rockbusters uh, every single week on our Twitter feed on of a, of a Sunday. So do do head over there. Uh, that that's at trout underscore de or email us like Jack did. Uh, trout dot de at gmail dot com or on Instagram uh, if you're on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh duchess no, underscore no, no. <laughs> uh, and, and i'm there uh and i post stuff about films that i like and all that sort of thing all right gary i want to wrap up because i'm bored of talking to you mate um we, we, <laughs> we're doing this is the d trout spinners library now you said vault i can't help get the word vault out of my head i think it's a better word um, but anyway, this is a Spotify playlist that we maintain every single week. Each week, Gary and I select a song each that either has some sentimental attachment or a, sh- a song no. that we just we just <laughs> we just love, or a song that's on Gary's uh, iPod at the time well, that this, he's this looking is at right podcast. now. Yeah, no, no, I thought of one. Uh, didn't even look at my iPod. It's over there. I stayed here. This is just a song I like. It's, it doesn't have any sentimental value, but I've always loved it. I've always kind of. When I'll be honest, right? When I was younger, I used to play this song and oh. imagine that I was kind of coming out on stage. It's so embarrassing. Say I won a competition or I just come out on stage and this is playing. This is playing. Yeah. So it's but it's EMF. You're unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't do that anymore, and it's just a, I wasn't arrogant, but I just I wasn't thinking oh, I should 
that I'm good enough to be coming out on stage. I would just imagine EMF. EMF. Yeah. Out of all the songs you can make. You know, you know, you're unbelievable. And then I'd walk out down, 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 waving like that. Waving. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Still hoping that'll happen one day. <laughs> well, we've often thought I wanted to do a sh- I wanted to write a film where it was like um a guy who uh or two guys who do a podcast <laughs> come out and meet Jonathan Ross. For, for his show. It one guy, I know you. It would be, be Graham Norton these days, wouldn't it? What song would you pick to come out if you were on a TV show? I, I think people do think like this. If you look back at your life or your career or whatever, and you go, um, oh, what would you sound like in being interviewed by Jonathan Ross? Again, yeah. Well, we met, um, yeah, it was a funny story actually. Yeah, but it's about nine years ago now. Well, for us, it would be about we'd, we'd be seventy years old, and they go. How did you meet Gary Amos? Because you've only just become successful now. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we met. Well, we met about 50 years ago, and Gary was um. We used to like listen to these shit uh, radio shows called the XFM uh, radio shows. No one's heard of them. Uh, we we did a you know moderately successful podcast. When I say moderately, I mean a unsuccessful podcast. A few people Speak listen to it. Get Jack out. He'll tell you it. He likes it. No. Um. Yeah. I think that. Uh, but that is me. That's exactly what I'm. At. That's what I used to do as a child, as, as a sort of teenager. To unbe- so I, it might be, it might have been Michael Parkinson at the time. But just you're unbelievable, down, 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 and I just walk out like the audience. Gary, take a seat next to. <laughs> take a seat next to Judy Dench. Yeah. Uh, my mine is going to be because they do play. We we have been talking about the whistle that you've got there, and I think they played Cemetery Gates or something yeah, recently, yeah. or this in the past episode. I am going to pick a Smith song. I'm going to pick my favourite Smith song, which is uh, the boy with a thorn in his side. Uh, I love. I think Morrissey's a bit of a tosser now, but um, my God, did they write some fantastic songs and beautiful yeah. floaty guitarists from Johnny Marr. Yeah, Johnny Marr's a great guitarist. He's um, he inspired Noel Gallagher, so that can't be a bad thing in my book. Like, he, he Noel Gallagher loves him. And uh, they wrote some amazing songs to Smiths. And also, I like the Smiths, because, and I don't like the Smiths as much as you. Like, I don't actually know that song that well, so I wouldn't kind of know it off off heart. But the Smiths' songs were different to anything, anything else that was out then. But it's, it's hard to be funny in a genuine kind of way and to make it you're you know, telling me you're telling us <laughs> um jack d said a bit about stand-up in his last but one tour his live tour jack d brings out an instrument and, and he he addresses the crowd and he says thank you about thank you for being cool about this because i know how annoying it is when a comedian comes out with uh, an instrument and they're going to be funny and do a funny song because they know that people just go their automatic instinct is to go oh for f- really like yeah and and you know the fact that the smiths can write they can read that they can write fantastic songs they you know they're inspired by you know the works of oscar wilde and you know other sort of poets and playwrights and and literary figures and and you know cultural figures of the time and make it into something that's like not just really funny but successful and have yeah. and he did like four albums as well that's uh, not yeah that. but, i mean yeah that's what they, it's they got a great sense of humor is that like i said a bit of a tosser now of morrissey but um well they they yeah but they're not they're not funny songs in the way that uh flight of the concords they're not they're not comedy songs but they're making them they're attempting to make funny points and i actually don't think they always get it right i don't think they're always like sometimes they're kind of lyrics trying to be funny and they're not but the, the vast majority of the time they they pull it off but 
I will check out what's that called? A boy with a thorn in his side. Yeah. And it's a great video as well. I'll check it out. But that has been, well, this has been the D-Trout Spinners. I've been Gary Forrester. I'm with me has been Miles Burnell, my uh, diligent little puppy over there. Little gets a bit excitable sometimes. But, That's um, true, actually, yeah. Yeah, I've, um, I've, I've several times where I've just stopped speaking today and Miles had to cut it out. So thanks, Miles, for editing in advance. This. Uh, I've enjoyed, do you know what? I've enjoyed myself and I'm looking forward to us to being reunited in the pub and doing some live shows uh, for you it'll be it'll be fantastic i know personally personally, i can't wait to sleep on your floor again mate yeah we get in a hotel we've discussed this actually we have to eat miles said he was get a hotel so i've got that on record but yeah with it that won't be happening for three or four weeks probably but yeah we're gonna we're gonna meet up again do a live show because all the if you listen to all of our podcasts up till episode i think about maybe 14 they were all recorded live in a pub or my flat so yeah we kind of when it, I know we, we kind of talk over each other, sometimes we kind of stop. It's it's because of Skype mainly. So it's a hard medium to um, broadcast over. So thank you for your forbearance. We appreciate it. And yeah, that has been the D-Trout Spinners. Thank you. Join us again next week for another one. We usually put them out Friday or Saturday. Have a good week. Take care. And we will see you next week. Bye.